shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for qualifying us to see another 24 hours. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the sufferings of Christ and his death. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your word that always keeps us focused on the prize. We thank you that you have never given up on us. We pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. We thank you for the gift of life and we would work the works of him who has called us whilst we are in the day season of our lives. Because we are not ignorant to know that there is a night season where we will not be able to work. And we are continuing our discussion on a series with title Watch. And it's from the advice or the instruction Jesus gave in Mark chapter 13, verse 37. In fact, from Mark 13, from verse 30 following, Jesus was constantly saying, watch. And he gave the reason why we should watch it, because we do not know the timings of the Father. And he concluded in the verse 37 by saying, what I say to you, I say to all, watch. And in this journey, or in this episode, we are taking a journey to know the things we are supposed to watch, the things we are supposed to take heed to, the things we are supposed to be careful about, the things we are supposed to observe, the things we are supposed to be attentive to, the things we are not supposed to neglect. And the first one was we are supposed to watch because we don't know the times of God. The second thing that we are supposed to watch unto ourselves, that we do not draw back from the faith that we do not take temptation lightly, that we do not take for granted the fact that the one who thinks she stands should be careful, at least he falls. And we concluded last week by saying that we are supposed to watch and pray. Watching to ourselves is what would let us know how to be strategic with our prayers. And I think I've said this countless number of times on, on, on this podcast, but I would always keep saying that we need to be reflective people as Christians. We need to always constantly sit down and take an inventory of our lives. Because for many of us, we have forsaken several things. We have neglected things. We have a wrong image about who we really are. Because we don't really sit down to examine ourselves. Paul says in Corinthians that judge yourself or he that judges himself shall not be judged. Many of us get lost in the routine of life that we don't really sit down to analyze ourselves and to ask ourselves if we are really generous people, if we are really following after money or we are following after God. Because you see, there's always a thin line between having an idol and having God as the Lord of your life. There's always that thin line. So constantly we are supposed to take a retrospective search about ourselves. That's why David said, search me, O God, and find and, and, and prove me and find me. He said that search me and reveal what is about me. Because for many of us, we really don't know the things about ourselves. And one of the things that we are supposed to watch is what you take in Colossians 4 verse 2, then 2 Peter and 1 Peter 4 verse 7. So let's look at Colossians 4, verse 2 first. Then we look at 1 Peter 4, verse 7. Colossians 4, verse number 2. Paul is speaking to the Colossians in Colossians, and he says, Devote yourself to prayer, 
being watchful and thankful. Devote yourself to prayer. Being watchful and thankful. Let's look at first, first Peter 4, verse 7. It says, But to the end of all things is at hand. Be ye sober and watch unto prayer. I think it again. But the end of all things is at hand. Because of this, be sober and watch unto prayer. You know, when I was just preparing for this episode, I was like, everybody listening to me, I believe, has heard about prayer several times. So it's very easy for, for, for someone like me, especially to take things like this for granted, because I don't think there's something new about prayer that I'm, I can share with most of us. Because we already know a lot about prayer. And most of us, I believe, are prayerful and we pray. But then I have realized that just as God wants us to consistently pray, so we must consistently talk about prayer. So we must constantly remind ourselves about prayer. And I always have two scriptures that always guide me. Philippians 3 verse 1, it says that, that do you know these things and you are well established in them. As long as I have the opportunity to talk to you, I'll keep repeating these same things over to you. Because for you, it is for your safety. Repetition is for our safety. And we have done an episode on for your safety. And in Peter, Peter says the same thing. That though you know about this faith, I can't talk to you about. But because I still find myself in this body, in this tabernacle of the flesh, and I have the opportunity to preach to you, I would always speak to you about what you already know. So I was really thinking about taking prayer of the things you are supposed to watch because our Christmas message was on prayer, the gift of access. Um, when we started the year with um, prayers, we are supposed to consistently pray. Almost every time we are being told to pray. And most of us, we know every scripture about prayer. John said that men, or Jesus said that men always ought to pray and never faint. Paul said that pray consistently. Paul says again in Thessalonians that pray without season. He says that in all things by prayer and supplication in efficient. Africa generally is a praying continent. So sometimes it's very easy to despise telling people what they already know or what you think they already know. But then God says that consistently watch unto prayer. So as long as we are consistently to watch unto prayer, we are also consistently to remind ourselves about prayer because we get familiar with prayer for many of us we are really familiar with really familiar with the rudiments of prayer and for many of us there, there, there are always two extremes with prayer especially when it comes to christians either we get too familiar with prayer that we despise the power thereof or we totally neglect prayer and rarely have times where we spend in prayer and you know for people that are constantly always going to church and for meetings and for fellowships and all those things, almost every meeting you go for, there'll be prayer involved. Constantly, you're going for all night, you're going for church. So it is very easy for you to think that you're a prayerful person. It's very easy for you to think that the message or the reminder of prayer does not appeal to you. Because if for nothing at all, aside from Sundays, you generally go to church during the week. Maybe you belong to a department or you do something in church. So it's very easy for you to get familiar with prayer. You know, one day, I think when I was in secondary school, I, I realized that in the day, because of course the schedule of our school, we can 
pray at least three or four times. So let's say in the morning we have dawn prayers. Then um, assembly, school assembly, we have prayers. Then maybe after school, you have an executive meeting, you have prayers. Then maybe you go for preps after preps, too, you have prayers. So in the day, I realize if for nothing at all, I have about four or five or six times in prayer. And one thing God spoke to me one of those days was that I remember we are there, and as usual, they always say, Oh, begin to bless God and thank God and all those things. And I really got tired about it in a particular day because I felt like I've already thanked God three times already in a day. So there's no need to thank God. And I think I heard God say to me, Never get familiar with Thanksgiving. No matter how many times you have thanked me in a day because of the prayer meetings you go for, when you go for prayer meeting again and they say thank me, give it your focus and thank me. Don't just utter words and say, oh, Father, we bless you, Father, we thank you. No, let it mean more to you. Because we can really take prayer for granted. And it just becomes a means of exercising our spiritual muscles than a means of connecting with God. Because the Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Many of us are dry and powerless Christians, even though we pray consistently. It just lets us know that for many of us, we are just going through the rudiments of prayer, but we are not really getting into contact with divinity. Because prayer is one access point through which we get access to the Father. And you see, one thing about the Christian life and prayer is that I believe that every religion has prayer as a core part of every religion. I'm yet to find a religion that prayer is not a central part. They may not call it prayer, but an activity that connects you to the deity they worship. I'm yet to come across any religion. But the uniqueness about the Christian prayer is that prayer is not just a platform where we make a request to a deity, but it's an access point where we have a relationship with the deity. There is no religion I know of where you are required to know the being you are related to. For most of them, you have a protocol of entry, certain rituals you must perform, certain obligations you must fulfill. And maybe once a week, once a month, you offer a certain sacrifice, you you, you perform a certain ritual. And that's where prayer ends for most religion, if not all. But in our Christian faith, that is the least about prayer. Prayer is more of the access point through which we have a relationship with our Father. Is that how you see prayer? Because for the Christian, prayer is not a platform where we make requests. For the Christian, Prayer is the access point where we enjoy a fellowship and a relationship with the God who loved us so much that he died for us. And you see, we can easily take this for granted. You see, I'm not not very old. I'm not old, in fact. (laughs) But I have noticed the number of, in quotes, best friends I have had in life. And I noticed that, let's say, in primary school, maybe for a particular season, I had a particular best friend. Then by the time I go to JSS, my best friend changed. In SS, maybe SS1 or something, my friend changed. I rather I've been constantly having, in quotes, best friends through several seasons of my life. And I rather the main reason why I, in quotes, shifted from one best friend to another was because of communication. No relationship can survive in the absence of communication. There are people that I have been best friends with we have been like brothers 
but just because of distance maybe one person went to a different country or a different school at some point and we took communication for granted after a while when we reconnected we realized that we had lost miles of our friendship it's like we had become strangers and i think i've been seeing a post like that i think on social media that one of the most amazing things is how you can move from strangers to best friend and back to strangers that's because you take for granted the power of communication and not just any communication but frequent communication you know sometimes it doesn't really need to be in good quality communication it doesn't need to be always sometimes you have something serious to say anybody who is your genuinely best friend is not always that you have something serious oh Charlie I need this in fact most of those kind of friendships are very seasonal because after a while both of you will get engrossed with life that you easily forget about itself and you now begin to rely on the person who is most available to you at a particular point but most of our best friends are people we we message or we call without having any agenda in mind but just to talk for talking sake and god is saying that we can easily lose touch with him if we take for granted the need to frequently communicate with god it's not always when there's a demon harassing you or you need a breakthrough or you need some deliverance or you need some some open heavens that you should contact God in fact you would realize that over the years many of us who have resulted to that kind of level of relationship with God when we go for retreats or when we have that kind of alone time with God we see that we have lost a certain touch the juice of prayer is lost because for the past two years three years four years all our prayers has been dealing with demonic powers and entities and making requests from God we have never really had time where we just chit chat with God and God is saying that because the end is near be sober and watch that you always frequently stay in touch with God do not get complacent with prayer because you can easily lose God as a best friend. You know one day I went to a, a, a program at a different church and when I went on I got to the church building I was really amazed. In fact at that point it was one of the largest churches I'd seen in my life. Like I had been to I've seen someone on on TV or on the screen. But one of the largest things I had been to physically and I was really eager to see who is the head pastor or who built this magnificent building. I was really eager to see. Then here come this man of God very unassuming and I was like ah, is this the head pastor or is an associate pastor or assistant pastor but as the program kept going on I realized that no he is the senior pastor and I was really amazed by this unassuming personality and the church and the vibrancy of the, not just the magnificence of the church but the vibrancy in the church so I used to go whenever they had certain kinds of programs I used to always passed by and one of these days this man was talking about the fact that people despise him as a pastor because they feel like he's not as we say in our local he's not audacious you know he's not charismatic he's not as we would call he's not i don't know the, 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 the adjective to use but for those who understand he's not hard he's not up and down skating here he says no but one secret that he always tells people whenever people come to see him that how can you this man you have been able to build such a church he always says one thing i consistently do little things i consistently 
do little things. He said that he may not have the stamina to do all night prayers. He may not have the stamina to always climb there or go to the mountain top for four hours, five hours, and be kabeine, kaboe. But what he does is that if it's 45 minutes prayer in the morning and in the evening, he makes sure that consistently he has been doing it for all this while he has been in ministry. So if he has been in ministry for 30 years, every single day, if it is one hour of consistent prayer, he has never departed from me. And it reminds me of a man, John Wesley. And if, I'm, if my if my memory serves me right, he said, he always used to wake up 4 a.m. every single day. And if it is two hours consistently, he used to do prayer before he steps up. So he may not be that kind of person who goes to the mountaintops and spend three days or goes to retreats and spend a weekend, that kind of thing. But the little things that he does, he makes sure that consistently he does it. And you always give the example that for many people, their spiritual lives are like taking a bucket to the tap and opening it wide and letting water crash into the bucket, rush into the bucket. And after that, we close the tap and we never return to the tap until maybe the next week or the next year or the next month. But for him, he's not like that. He says for him, his Christian life is a bucket that is always under the tap. Even if the tap is not flowing, um, even if water is not flowing to the tap fast, even if it is little drops, he has never taken the bucket under the tap. So consistently and constantly, he's in touch with the Father. And that is his, his secret. The consistency in always staying in touch with God is what we need to watch because we can lose our touch with God even though you are in church, even though you go for prayer meetings, even though you are always at retreats, you can lose touch with God. You know, one day I just noticed that if you look at the scripture we mostly use for evangelism, in the book of Revelation, when Jesus said, I am at the door and I knock, anybody who hears me opening it, I'll come and dine with him. You know, we always use that verse for evangelism. But Jesus made that statement to the church, not to the world. So most of the times we quote this thing to unbelievers that, oh, God is knocking at the, the door of your heart. Come in, come in. But Jesus made that statement to the church. So you as a church, you can kick Jesus out without even knowing it. That is why we say that watch and ensure that you are constantly in touch with God. Watch unto prayer. The end of all things is at hand. Be sober and watch unto prayer. So Jesus himself said that my house shall be a house of prayer. Of course, he was referring to the church, but technically he was referring to his house. And know ye not that your body is the temple of God. Know ye not that your body is the house of God. So Jesus was indirectly, not indirectly, Jesus was directly telling us that your body should be a constant body of prayer. And watch that you do not depart from consistently praying. This is what God wants to remind ourselves of. Take heed. Be attentive to prayer. Observe that constantly you are praying. And there's always one person that comes into mind. The man Daniel. Three times every day, this man used to pray. And by the time we are told about this, he was around 80 years of age when the other 120 presidents or vice presidents schemed against him. 
Bible says that he went into his house and went to the upper chamber. And as he used to do a four times, three times every day, my house shall be a house of prayer. And sadly, for most of us, we can turn prayer into an idol. For most of us, we believe more in the prayer than in the God we are praying to. So I've heard people say that when somebody offends them or when somebody wants to cheat them, all they have to do is to take their Bible, go to Psalm, something. Some of them, everybody has their particular Psalm. So let me just, as an example, Psalm 70. He says, when I pray Psalm 70, and I realize most people believe in their religious acts than in the God they are praying. That's why you need to watch to be ensure that your prayer is not just a performance of religious activity, but you are actually getting into contact with heaven. And how would you know that you have prayed is when fellowship has taken place. Because prayer is a form of fellowship. Prayer is a form of relationship. That is why for most prayer, so-called prayer giants and prayer goals, you don't see a change in their life because they are not really praying. Because the only way you know fellowship has taken place is when there has been an exchange. So the Greek word, which I'm sure most of us are conversant with, of the word fellowship is koinonia. And koinonia, that's where the English got the word from coin. Coin. And when you look at the meaning of the word koinonia, it means partnership. It means communication. It means transportation. It means sharing. So all these things are the element of fellowship. So in fellowship, you are transported from a weak person or a place of weakness to a place of strength. That's why in Colossians that we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light because of our fellowship with Jesus. So how would you know that you have actually prayed is when there has been an exchange. So you go to prayer with anxiety. You, when you are going into your prayer or when you are going before God, you are going with burdens, but you do not live with burdens. The exchange must take place. When you are going, you are going there with a list, as, as we would like to say, but you should not live with a list. That's why I said that, come unto me, all you are buried in heaven, lady, and I will give you rest. How would you know that you have actually gone to Jesus is when you have rest. So for many of us, we have been prayed consistently, but we are not being changed. We are not being metamorphosed. We are not being transformed because we are actually not getting in touch with divinity. So we are praying, but there is little or no transformation in our life. Watch that your prayer doesn't become an idol. And for some of us, we only pray to satisfy our conscience that at least I have not gone a week or a day or a month without prayer. So we have times that we pray. It's very good to have times that you pray. Jesus had times that you pray. But make sure that you don't idolize those times. Make sure you don't limit God to those times. Make sure you don't box God to those times. Because God may not be in the wind. He may not be in the earthquake. He may not be in the fire. But he may be in the still small voice. And if you look at some of, several examples, the people that God has dealt with, most of them were not even in the place of prayer. But they were sensitive to God. Because they were constantly aware that they are in a relationship with God. That's what God wants us to get to. So, as, as we would say in our, in our setting, if you have a husband or a spouse, 
during the day you must send a person messages and checking up on you or whatever so maybe you know your wife is 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 going for an interview you must and you know it's at nine o'clock maybe you send a message before nine that i wish you all the best then maybe at 10 you call how was the interview that those regular checks those small small conversations they are the things that keep the fire in the relationship and god is saying i salute the fact that you have prayer times and prayer shadows but is those in between meals conversations that i love the most and god is saying that watch unto prayer watch and be observant that you are consistently praying first timothy 4 verse first peter 4 verse 7 but the end of all things is at hand be sober and watch unto prayer you should be obsessed with god the same way a newly wedded bride or groom is obsessed about their spouse god wants us to consistently be obsessed about not getting familiar with communicating with him and this is the third thing that god wants to watch or god wants us to watch so what i say to you i say to all watch and be diligent that you do not neglect prayer to only a performance or religious activity or an engagement in spiritual activity per se but you are actually having a relationship you are actually having the communication with the father where you exchange your weakness for his strength where you have chats with god where you can feel the vibrancy the buoyancy of your relationship with god shall we spend some time in prayer i want to just speak to god he said that my house shall be a house of prayer we want to tell god our father times we have neglected prayer to be a religious activity have mercy upon us we are coming before your throne of grace we are asking for mercy and grace to help us to watch unto prayer we know all the scriptures on prayer men always ought to pray and never faint pray at all times pray without ceasing and he said this parable to the end men we know all the verses but are we actually consistently staying in touch with God through prayer father help us not to get familiar with prayer help us not to idolize prayer help us not to make prayer the our god but help us to see prayer as an access point through which we keep our relationship with you ablaze help us lord not to get complacent with praying not for us to ever fall into the delusion that we have prayed enough that we have fasted enough that we have spoken to god enough because we realize that it's all about a relationship with you may we not take this for granted may we not forget and may we not get familiar with this truth in the name of our lord jesus amen what unto prayer and show that we are consistently praying and show that when that was eating and that was full you will not forget that that which you got by prayer is sustained with prayer is grown with prayer and expands with prayer and may we not just make prayer a performance of religious activities but we make prayer an access point where we exchange our humanity for his divinity where we exchange our weakness for his power where we exchange our wisdom for his thank you for being with us watch 
that we see you next week watch the observance that you don't miss any of our episodes any of our discussions but i believe that god is gradually transforming us until we get to that perfect man, to the measure and the fullness of the stature of christ see you next week i remember that we are still giving god our very best and we are owing no man nothing but love see you next week bye bye If not